changing your life one story at a time. This is the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast with Editor-in-Chief Amy Newmark. Hey, it's Amy Newmark, and today I'm pleased to bring back Dr. Mike Dow for his third appearance on the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast. What I love about Dr. Mike Dow is his practical approach to psychology. And since this is the time of year when most of us get a little more stressed about things, I thought it would be great to get some tips from Mike for how we can manage our way through the holiday season. So, Mike, welcome back. Thanks for having me, Amy. So, Mike is a very highly sought after psychotherapist. He is the New York Times best selling author of The Brain Fog Fix and Diet Rehab. He has a new book out that just came out this year called Healing the Broken Brain, which was co written with his brother. And it's about his brother having a stroke at age 10 and having to relearn everything. He has another book coming out in February called Heal Your Drained Brain, Naturally Relieve Anxiety, Combat Insomnia, and Balance Your Brain in Just 14 Days. He's also a regular on a whole bunch of different television shows that you may have seen, like you may have seen him on Dr. Oz, you may have seen him on The Doctors, on The Today Show, Good Morning America, Wendy Williams, Rachel Ray, and it goes on and on and on. He's actually a regular guest on Dr. Oz, and he's a recurring guest co-host on The Doctors. He's also heard weekly on Hay House Radio's The Dr. Mike Show. He has an MS degree in psychology, and he has a doctorate in psychology. And in addition to writing books and being on TV, he still sees patients in his psychotherapy practice. He's a busy guy who knows a lot about handling stress, right? <laughs> I, I'm managing my own stress as I'm helping other, uh, other people through theirs, Amy. <laughs> All right. So we are in the thick of the holiday season now. So let's talk about you see patients. You hear it all the time. What do your patients tell you? Are there big holiday stress areas? And what do you tell your patients they can do? Yeah. So, you know, it's funny. The holidays are often associated with joy and family and love and gifts. But I would say that with all of the travel and airports and road rage and uh, family members we may or may not uh, see eye to eye uh, with uh, comes a lot of holiday stress. Um, so it's it's a it's certainly a time of love and 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 family and all that. But you know a, a lot of you know a lot of other things get triggered too. You know if you've lost somebody, the stress of that gets triggered. You know certainly around the holidays, it's a reminder of that. Money, uh, you know, if, if, if it's time for holiday gifts or, you know, end of the year finance review or, you know, you get that little pop up from your uh, uh, credit card looking at your annual end of year spend and you think, oh, my gosh, did we really spend that much money on, on going out to eat this year or whatever it is? Um, and certainly uh, end of the year food and weight, um, entertaining, um, trying to be that perfect holiday uh, card family, um, trying to create that perfect holiday New Year casserole uh, <laughs> for people. Um, but, you know, whatever stressor you are dealing with, whatever it is in your family, I, I have a lot of practical solutions that I would like to sort of go through and help your listeners uh, with. Because, you know, what I love about uh, what I, I think you and I really agree, Amy, that 
that a lot of the solutions are really simple. And if we just stop, there are a lot of uh, 45 or 60 second uh, fixes for people out there. And, uh, and the solutions uh, are often within yourself. So, so that's what I think we, we could talk about today. Interestingly, December 28th last year, I talked to you for one of our podcasts, and my mother had been rushed to the hospital that day, and there I am recording podcasts because what am I going to do? I had the studio booked. I had to do it, and I didn't even let on to you, and I'm checking my phone every two seconds for updates from my brother and my sister, and I rushed to the hospital right after the podcast recording session, and then she died. So Mm. let's, let's start with... Negotiating the holidays, especially when it's your first holiday after losing somebody. So, first, I think it's really important, you know, for you, Amy, this will actually be your first, uh, you know, the first full holiday season after your loss. And I think it's really important that we are gentle with ourselves. Um, And, you know, listen, when we have that. You know, it's, it's really wonderful to text and to email, but there's nothing like sitting in a room with your family members where that conversation, you know, when the conversation has a chance to just sit and, and sort of grow. Uh, so I think it's really a time to sort of heal and, and be gentle with ourselves. You know, it's, it's funny when you were talking about what you had to do, you know, one of the, one of the simplest fixes. In, in, so I think it's a, a matter of balancing that, the healing and the being gentle with ourselves. And then it's also a matter of balancing one of the simple fixes, and this is for all people, maybe not people who are dealing with a a loss that's um, really current, is one of the basic principles of cognitive behavioral therapy, if you are dealing with a stress and if you are somebody who ruminates in anxiety or depression or sadness, is you do something that brings you pleasure or purpose. And for you, it was uh, recording your podcast. Even sometimes when you feel like it's, it's something that you have to do, sometimes that can help us to move through things. And even, though, even in those times when it feels like, oh, gosh, I wish I could just you know, sit at home all day and do nothing, sometimes those, those, those responsibilities that bring us a little bit of productivity or, you know, I think in terms of self-care, the activities that bring us a little pleasure, maybe it's a hot bath, maybe it's a, a, a you know, a, a, a spa day or getting a, a, a manicure with, a, you know, your, your daughter or something like that. Maybe, maybe that activity is, is something that can help you to move through with a little bit of grace. And what do you do for people who are dreading the holidays because They're going to have that same old argument about religion or politics, or they're bringing a new boyfriend with them who's a different religion or different culture. How do you handle differences at these family events where stress can cause some real outbursts at the holidays? Yeah, so I I have some advice, and you really have to remember this one simple mantra, and it is choose your battles. And, you know, it's something that, uh, you know, I, I, there are, we have in my family, there are some differing uh, political opinions. So uh, there are, uh, there are certainly discussions that happen in my family before we get to the holiday uh, table um, to, to certain family members to uh, avoid these conversations. So uh, I, I think, you know, choosing your battles um, and, you know, sometimes avoidance is, you know, listen, in psychology, sometimes avoidance is a, is a, a, a strategy we, uh, that is uh, 
you know, associated with pathology. But sometimes when it comes to the holidays, avoidance is a wonderful strategy. And I think when it comes to families and leaving politics off the table, I don't think anyone is going to leave, you know, a Thanksgiving table. Um, If somebody is a hardcore, you know, fill in the blank political party or hardcore fill in the blank, uh, you know, religion, I don't think anyone is going to leave leave that table the uh, you know another political party or religion so i I think it's just a time to enjoy and realize what you're there for and it's probably uh not that kind of discussion we we have plenty of that if if we turn on the news um you know 363 days out of the year yeah it definitely takes two to make a fight so even if uncle joe says something really reprehensible at the table it's better to just go right past it and not address it so Okay, another thing, and I know this particularly affects women, is that we want to be everything to everyone, and we want everything to be perfect. We want to pick out the perfect gift for every person, not just write a check. Although I have to confess, I write a check a lot. Um, We (laughs) we want the house to look perfect. We want to entertain all. We want to cook everything from scratch. Okay, here's my confession. Bring it in from some other store. Um, but anyway, how do we get over that desire to be perfect? How, what do you tell your, your patients or your clients who are obsessing over perfection? I have one very simple piece of advice for them. Remember that when you are saying yes to somebody, so if you are saying yes to the strangers, not the strangers, but you know, the colleagues who are coming over to your house, and you are saying yes to them, you are saying no to somebody else in your life. So if you are saying yes by spending 12 hours making your house perfect and going around town getting the perfect holiday uh, dressings, foods, whatever it, whatever it may be, that means you're saying no to maybe people who are more important to you. Maybe you're saying no to yourself. You're saying no to your career. You're saying no to your son by taking time away from them. So just remember that it's always a balancing act and ask yourself, who do, you, who do I want to say yes to? So maybe it's a matter of, you know what, I'm not going to be perfect because I'm choosing to, you know, say yes to my son. And you know what, my, the house is going to be okay, but it's not going to be perfect. And, you know, I have to say, Amy, I think writing a check is fine. And in this day and age, I think this is a a wonderful uh, time to take advantage of technology. So, you know, there are some wonderful apps, food delivery apps. Um, You can get, uh, if you forget to pick up uh, wine for the holiday party, there's an app for that that will deliver wine to your house. If you forget to deliver, uh, get some uh, food, uh, there's there's an app for that that will deliver you everything from, you know, uh, fast food to five-star restaurants, and it'll be there within 30 minutes. Um, And there are apps for, you know, donating to charities and gifts. And, and so, there, you know, the days of having to drive an hour into a crowded mall parking lot and spending half your day uh, running around town, um, you know, th- those days are gone. So I think it's a great time to use technology to our benefit uh, so that we can say yes to the people who are most important to us. Yeah, I love doing stuff online. I mean, I'm famous for buying stuff Christmas Eve because if you give somebody something you bought online Christmas Eve, like a subscription service or a trip or something, they don't know that you didn't buy it a month earlier. They have no idea That's that right. you bought it Christmas Eve. One year I gave my husband a trip to Costa Rica, which I did the entire thing Christmas Eve. I made a little pretty document. I, I did the whole uh-huh. thing online Christmas Eve, <laughs> gave it to him for Christmas Day. The really funny thing, though, was he apparently had done the exact same thing because he handed me a ski trip 
on Christmas Day. So we handed each oh, other right? different vacations that we had it. to go away twice, <laughs> like in one month, you know? <laughs> You know, you know what I do, Amy. I I give a lot of gift cards, but I don't even go to the store to get my gift cards. I I buy gift cards online, and now they email you the gift card, an e-gift card. So I also do it <laughs> the, the night before. So I, I love that. I love that. we're we're very similar in that regard. Yeah, <laughs> because I just have to get it done. Now, another thing I've noticed people doing, and I just I don't really understand this. People are like very obsessed with weight and food, and then I see them stuffing their faces during the Christmas season, even eating beyond like what they actually want, just because they're saying, well, I'm going to lose it all starting January 1st. And so they're just adding on like extra pounds. And it can't really feel good to do that. Because I mean, really, if you start eating that many desserts, you start to feel sick. So I don't understand the psychological impulse to stuff your face for that final week, because you're just adding on more that you're going to have to lose come January 1st. And you don't want to start the year off that way. So, you know, I, I treat uh, a lot of eating disorders, including, by the way, the most common eating disorder, which is binge eating disorder. And, you know, I think around the holidays, a, a lot of Americans would at least temporarily uh, perhaps meet the diagnostic criteria for binge eating, right, uh, around the holiday parties. So remember this mantra when it comes to those holiday parties. Uh, failing to plan is planning to fail. So we know a couple of things when it comes to research and weight loss. And I think a lot of these things are very true when it comes to those holiday parties. Number one, you do want to weigh yourself about once a week. Weighing yourself once a week will prevent you from uh, that sort of ignorance is bliss philosophy and then getting so behind on your weight loss goals that come January 1st, uh, it, it feels so overwhelming because what happens is you sort of know when, you've, when we've let ourselves go, right? We all sort of know that. And when it reaches a certain point, the human beings, our brains just sort of go, well, I've sort of, I've, I've blown it anyway, so I might as well just go for it. And weighing yourself every week sort of prevents you from, you know, it sort of keeps us accountable in a way where we're not being obsessive and weighing ourselves three times a day, but we're also, we also have a benchmark, right? The other thing is we know that if you tend to be a binge eater, eating six small meals throughout the day, that's a clinically proven strategy that helps that prevents binge eating. So you can use a version of that strategy when it comes to those holiday parties by eating a small meal, uh, something that, you know, uh, uh, something that contains either uh, a whole fruit, a vegetable, a high protein, uh, you know, obviously, so we're looking at something healthy. So before you go to the holiday meal, you're going to eat something. Uh, if, if you're vegan, it could be, you know, something uh, with vegetables and, and a whole fruit. Uh, it could be a, a grilled chicken breast. If, you, if you're a meat eater with some uh, olive oil, it could be some carrots with hummus. Uh, some healthy fats, something that's going to keep you full. And then it, again, then you're, then you're not getting to that point where you're, you want to binge eat, binge eat. Uh, because again, it's not a great place when you have to uh, take off those extra pounds. And remember our metabolism for all of us, it slows down a little bit ex- every year. And that decline is more market for women um, uh, after menopause. You know, it does take a sort of a big, a bigger jump compared to men. And we also don't want to uh, sort of set ourselves up for for um, for failure as, as we're getting older as well, because it it becomes a little bit harder every year for all of us. So starving before going to Christmas party is exactly the wrong thing, because that's when you tend to binge eat. You're better off eating a little before you go or planning. So my husband and I, we were on a diet recently because we were going on vacation and we wanted to just lose a few pounds before going on our trip. And so we went on a one month 
diet with just less food, more exercise. And before going out, you know, if we had to go to a function and we were going to be looking at a lot of food, we would just tell each other, okay, we're going to have two appetizers instead of an appetizer and entree. We're not going to take any bread. We're not going to order dessert. You know, we would just plan it ahead of time. And we had each other as an accountability partner, and that worked really well for us. I love that. All right, let's talk about your upcoming book. So once we get through the holidays, we have your book coming out the beginning of February, Heal Your Drained Brain. Just give us that one-minute elevator pitch about your book. I think so many people are experiencing anxiety, stress, insomnia, and, you know, what's more, they're looking for those natural solutions. So I have combed the ends of the earth looking for the clinically valid natural solution. So if you want to tackle your stress, your anxiety, your energy levels that have been depleted, your drained brain, your, anxi- your insomnia, uh, I will give you all of those clinically valid solutions so that you can start to really feel like yourself again and really balance your brain uh, with natural strategies from what you eat to what you do, cognitive behavioral tools, um, and some really cool uh, exercises from breathing techniques to uh, things like a progressive muscle relaxation, things that have been clinically proven to reverse the course of our chronically stressed out world. Well, that's cool. You know, I talked to Arianna Huffington on the podcast a few weeks ago, and she was giving us some of her tips for combating insomnia by setting up the right environment in our homes and in our brains before going to bed so that we would actually have a chance of getting a full night's sleep. All right. So we were going to talk about the book that you and I are making together, but we are out of time. So we're going to have to talk about that. We're going to come back and talk about that later because that book's not coming out anyway until... Until September. It's going to be so great, though. I All right. We'll just, we'll just give one reveal. The title, the title of our book that we are making together for September 2018 is Think, Act, and Be Happy. And our book is going to be awesome. But we're going to, we're going to save that for our next episode together. Mike, thank you so much for joining us today. And by the way, everybody can learn more about Mike at drmikedow.com. That's drmikedow.com. Thanks for listening to the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast today. Come back Monday for more inspiration, a couple of great ideas for charitable giving during the holidays. These are ideas that you can do alone or with your whole family. Mike, thank you so much. Thanks for having me.